Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Like you're always going to hit road bumps. You know you're going to hit road bumps, right? So the question is, what do you do about it? Jill McCabe, welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So I want to talk about, uh, first off, what you bring to the table for my audience today in the form of this book, It's Go Time, the all-in system for unstoppable success in business and life. Can you, right out of the gate, just share a little bit about, not necessarily, because um, there's a lot that we can unpack. We just talked about this as we as we started off. We had a, a nice little pre, pre-chat pre about like the things we go into, and there's a, there's a lot to uncover. Um, but what led you to deciding, hey, this book needs to be out in the world? Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, What led to the book, It's Go Time? What led was uh, uh, probably about almost a decade of struggling with a problem, a problem of really trying to build a life that I loved and felt really, really connected to. And for me, because I work for myself and run my own business, that, that had a lot to do with what I was doing for work. And not being able to figure it out for the longest time, reading self-help books and enjoying them and liking them and, and, and kind of like not, not sort of succeeding with myself. I'd have these goals for myself to have all these amazing things happen for myself. And I, I wouldn't do all that well. And yet on the flip side of things, I was an operations expert in entrepreneurial organizations, helping them grow. And I would help them achieve all these amazing results. But when it came to me, I was stuck. Mm. Mm. Um, one of the things that comes up all the time with, with productivity, especially, and yeah. I, I think that this is where I, when I started my journey, the idea of hacking life hacks, all those things were the, were the nom de rigueur, like, how do we hack this? How do we, how do we mm. speed this up? What's the quick fix? And as I went through the book, one of the first things out of the gate was, you know, the idea of going from uncertainty to unstoppable and, resonated with me as soon as I read that part about hacks. And I mean, the, the term hack literally uh, is defined as to cut without care. And so like, yeah. I hate that term. I'm not a fan of it. I know why it exists. But you you allude to the fact that those kind of things don't lead to, you know, going from uncertain to unstoppable. So can we touch on the end uh, like, especially in times of uncertainty, how, what's the thing that can kind of lead you or at least start down the path of going, okay, you know what, this is I don't know what's going on. There's some uncertainty here. I want to have more certainty and become unstoppable along the way. Okay. So Mike, two, two ideas. I'm going to quickly touch on hack because I sure. just so love what you brought up. And then I'm definitely going to do that uncertainly, uncertainty to unstoppable. So with the hacks, yeah, I, I just describe it this way. To get from uncertain to unstoppable is actually a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned through my change leadership years and like changing my own life and um, really having to turn things around that there are the sequence of steps that you can follow and that when you follow them, 
it's kind of like there's a lot of them. It's sort of methodical, but none of the steps in and of themselves are hard. And if you follow them, you you can literally change the whole way you show up in the world. And I'll dive into that in a second. But what we see so much of, what we want so much of is like these hacks and these quick fixes. And they, they worry me because sometimes... Um, people who are struggling and frustrated are doing all of the right things, but not doing them in the right order, or they're missing like two out of 10. And I I liken it this way. If you're going to try to achieve anything, start with a system and then, you know, augment that system with hacks, but don't make the system your hacks. Mm. right? Right. And then to come back to your uncertain to unstoppable, that's actually sort of just the outcome of following the system. And what I've found is, uh, you know, one of the biggest things holding people back is not knowing what to do. Like you say, in a time of uncertainty, the very first thing that happens with anything is, is sort of that, like, what do I do? Do I do this or do I do that? How do I move forward? And so I ended up becoming, um, I guess, I mean, whatever this means, like a bit of an expert in decision making, which means I know way less than, you know, what than I should, but a lot more than I ever imagined I would. And what I came to understand was that when we're not making decisions from a place of knowing ourselves um, and being really sure about those decisions and how to go about them, we end up moving forward with things we're, we're not sure of. And when we move forward with things that we're not sure of, there's this tendency to um, bail on them or stop short of, of success, right? We're like, how many times are we supposed to fail before it's like a good thing? And it's like, we just don't know. And so we can end up, we have one or two failures behind us and we can end up really second guessing ourselves. And that can leave people feeling rather frozen or unable to kind of move forward. And that's the uncertain part of the uncertain to unstoppable. So in its go time, what I teach people how to do is I'm, I, I kind of like go through three phases of the book. Um, the first phase is all about getting to know yourself so that for the rest of your life, you can just make decisions based on who you are, you know, your purpose in life, what you stand for, what, where you want to be, what is going to make this a life well lived. It's, it seems so fluffy, but understanding that about yourself is what you need to know to make great decisions. Right. You take that and then I, you know, there's guidance in terms of like, how do you make decisions to make things better? And what's really the next thing to do? Is there an order of operations? There is. And then I work with, um, you know, as you know, a brain-based model for executing so that you really start aligning your subconscious and your conscious on your goals. And it's kind of in this magical combination of this, like, personal work and then this, like, understanding of how to choose what to do next and then this productivity system that's really brain-based that the things come together and people who use the system really just find it, it reinvigorates their life. Do you find that, um, you know, you're, you're touching on the brain-based part, which I, I, I love the, we talked a little bit about neuroscience and all that stuff and there, you, yeah. go into, you go into a lot of this in the book too. So, I mean, there's some stuff that we just, we don't have time to completely unpack, but one of the things that I've often said to people is that, you know, your mind was meant to be a factory, not a warehouse. And I think a lot of people, when they're dealing with uncertain stuff, is they tend to use their brain as a storage facility as opposed to an action one. And 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 
I want to like, can we touch on that a little bit in the idea of like yeah. what, why, first off, you probably can dive into why that happened. Like why it's easier for us to just kind of leave things in our head as opposed to getting them out in front of us. And secondly, what the power is when we actually do that a, a, instead of just kind of hoping that these things come back to the forefront uh, when we, when we want them to, because that doesn't happen very often either. Wow. So yeah, big question. Um, and so to, to take us to the neuroscience part of this, uh, just how I came to get kind of nerdy, nerded out on the neuroscience stuff was that over, um, over the years, as I tried to sort of rebuild my life and my pivotal experience was, uh, being hit by a car and almost two years of rehab, a year and a half. And it, it was like a big life reset. And as I was coming out of that, um, learning all this stuff and everyone was like, goals, 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 goals. And I was like, setting all these goals and like half of them were happening. And I thought, huh. So, um, ultimately I ended up getting pretty good with goals and to the point where if they were set, they were accomplished. And then I thought, wow, that's fascinating. Why is that? So I studied the neuroscience underpinnings of why goals work during my master's in leadership. And I was fortunate enough to do my master's project and get introduced to one of the top neuroscientists in the world in the area of goal cognition and the brain. And what I learned from him really um, profoundly changed my understanding about everything about success. Uh, what I learned from him, and, and the, the science that I'm going to explain to you is going to sound like a lot of science that mm -hmm. you've heard, but there's actually subtleties that make it quite different. And they are so different that this is considered some of the most cutting edge science out there today that's being talked about by top universities right now. And we all know, we've all heard that the subconscious is making these decisions and we're acting based on beliefs and all this stuff. And we all know this stuff. But the subtlety, and I go and there's a demo, like there's an exercise in the book that will demonstrate this to any listeners who want to do it. You know, chapter four, uh, you're going to love it. But this really what's going on is um, the subconscious, it's now being shown over and over and over that every trigger for everything you say, everything you see in your environment and everything you do actually comes from your subconscious. And you're going, yeah, yeah, Jill, we know that. And I'm like, well, hang on. <laughs> what? Because if you did, right, neuroscientists didn't up until very recently, because what they didn't know was that it was all happening milliseconds to 23 seconds and probably more in advance of conscious awareness, which if you take a second to think about, and there's an activity that demonstrates that in the book, as well as some scenarios that a lot of people can relate to to go, yeah, that, that does happen. But what's, what matters about this is to realize that, um, the conscious brain really doesn't have the cognitive capacity to navigate our world the way we think, which means our entire lives are pretty much being run by a part of our brain that we don't have, a, uh, active control over. Right. So minute to minute, you know, you and I, this conversation that we're having, right, we both programmed our subconsciouses to have this conversation. Our, con we, our conscious is in the illusion of control, but doesn't actually have it. And what's, in, what's meaningful about this and why this really matters is um, we actually have control over this. We have uh, not real-time control over programming this part of the subconscious, which I teach how to do in the book. And this is very important for productivity and, frankly, everything in life because what we need to understand is that our conscious brain 
and our subconscious brain don't speak the same language, which is why you can actually have things that you actively want that you're not seeing, saying, and like, let's just say you want to, you know, to have a harmonious relationship with someone. I think we can all relate to going, I really want to get along with this person. The next thing you know, you do, you, like you have an argument with them. It's like, why are your actions out of sync with your desires? Um, that's actually because your subconscious and conscious have two sets of goals. And like a computer program, if you think of a computer program with a bug in it, um, computer programmers don't sit down to create programs with bugs, but they happen, as we know. And they can't just will it away. They can't just go, oh, geez, I wish that bug in that computer program would just be gone. No, they have to sit down and they have to reprogram it. So that's what's happening between the conscious and the subconscious, um, is that we inadvertently program our subconscious for the life that we have. And we do that in a number of haphazard ways that I describe in the book. Um, but the cool thing is we can intentionally reprogram if we first learn the language and we learn reprogramming techniques. So that's a big part of the book because you want to control the thing that you have control over, which is kind of like you program the subconscious and then sort of when you do it well, your life actually becomes very easy because it will just automatically start seeing, saying, and doing things that align to what you want, which is, um, yeah, it's a pretty unusual way of approaching things, but it's so powerful. So someone's listening to this right now and going, this sounds great. I definitely, let me pick up the book because the book will give you more, uh, it, it'll, it'll uh, I guess, foster that deeper in, inside of you. But what? But if someone's listening right now and they're like, I don't have the book in my hand, this sounds yeah. like it's going to take a lot of time and energy, something I don't really, because that's another thing is that people, especially during times of uncertainty, they're like, yeah, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. What's... Um, What's one thing that, that, you know, whenever I'm like a pattern break or something like, because that's the thing is biases show up, right? And that's a huge part. How, if someone's listening to this right now going, this all sounds well and good, but I don't, how do I do that right? Like how, I don't have time for that. How do you break that bias to show them how valuable it is, right? Okay. So let's just get into the language. Sure. The language is what we've always heard, right? So what's the language of this part of the brain? Let's just cut to that. So we're talking about the amygdala here, mm -hmm. which has been inaccurately understood as the fear center of the brain. Um, which is only part of the story. It's actually the action center of the brain. And so it's the part of your brain that's making decisions about what you should do. And its language is like, it's not going to surprise you. It's visuals, it's emotions. It's everything to do with um, the senses, the visuals and emotions. So we've all heard that when we have goals, we, um, you know, we want, we've heard of vision boards and imagine that they're happening and picture these things happening. Um, so one of the things that you can do is just do that, is understand that your subconscious has no clue what a concept is. So if you say, I want to be successful, it's like, I, it doesn't know what successful is. <laughs> it just doesn't know what a concept is. But you can kind of show like, I want a table like this one or a house like that one, which is why you want to use visuals. But if you didn't want, you know, you should read the book because it will give you a system for doing it. But right. if you, you know, wanted to do something right now, I would say if you have a goal, something that's really important to you, get a singular image that represents success to you and look at it. And every time you look at it, imagine how joyful you will feel. Um, that is something that 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 com combination of a visual with a feeling of joy and gratitude is something that your subconscious will pay attention to. 
The other thing is I would caution you away from cluttered vision boards because you don't tend to look at them and have them like they're just there's so much going on. I would just I would really have you focus on like so what I have my the people I work with my clients when they have goals around their business they, they actually when they have a goal it's everywhere. So it's on their bathroom mirror. It's on uh, the new thing they want to bring onto their life is on their bathroom mirror specifically. It's above their computer screen. There's reminders to work on it. Um, there's lots of envisioning how it will make them feel. There's images. So we don't, and they have to remove everything else. Right. And then, yeah, they, they just, it, it has to be practiced over and over and over um, because your subconscious loves repetition. It will eventually respond to repetition. So simplify one goal, visuals, strong, powerful, positive emotions around success. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? Well, it's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a Productive Conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Okay, I'm going to take a break from the conversation now to talk about our sponsors. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Jill's views on willpower and the things she believes that people can do either mentally or systematically to prepare themselves for challenges and how to deal with uncharted terrain. 
But first, I want to talk about something you can use when you are in charted terrain or charted territory. In other words, things you might type repetitively or that you know you might want to type repetitively or maybe you and your team members might want to. I know I stretched that a little bit to make that segue happen, but I want to talk about Text Expander because Text Expander boosts your business productivity by allowing your team to communicate smarter, faster, and more consistently across all your channels. You see, the app is built with collaboration in mind. You don't have to reinvent common email and message replies every time you need them. Just store them in Text Expander instead. You can use snippets anywhere you type, Slack, Trello, Google Docs, email, web browsers, any place you frequently type the same things. And Text Expander for Teams makes it easy to manage and share snippets across your entire company. Text Expander is available for a wide variety of platforms, including Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And I encourage you to add it to your team's productivity toolkit today. And even if you aren't a member of a team, I have to say Text Expander is something you don't want to do without. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. Just scroll down and say that you heard it from me here on the Productivity is Podcast and get that 20% off your first year. Again, visit textexpander.com slash podcast to make that happen. I have to say, if you're not using Text Expander as part of your productivity toolkit, then you're missing out. Give Text Expander a try today. Now I want to talk to you about Shippo which is the only shipping software for growing businesses that you can start today, set up in minutes, and then ship today. For e-commerce businesses, shipping in two days or less is the new standard, and as a growing business, Shippo is your business's new secret weapon. Because they ship hundreds of millions of packages, Shippo's volume discounts save you up to 90% off of carrier rates. And you can simply connect your online store to Shippo. There's no technical or coding expertise required. They'll instantly identify the lowest shipping rate from 55 plus top global carriers like UPS, USPS, FedEx, and DHL. Your orders are automatically pulled in and ready to go. Just click, print, and ship. Plus, automated return labels are free. You only pay if your customers use them. Companies that use Shippo save thousands of dollars, free up hours of valuable time, and on average, grow 77% year over year. So join over 100,000 companies like Goat, Hims, and MeUndies who are saving up to 90% off carrier rates with Shippo. Now for Productivity's podcast listeners, Shippo is offering their best discount available anywhere. Get a shipping consultation and Shippo Pro Plan six-month trial for free at goshippo.com slash timecrafting. That's up to a $700 value for free at goshippo.com slash timecrafting. So go right now and get your shipping consultation and Shippo Pro Plan six-month trial for free at goshippo.com slash timecrafting. One of the things that can help you with go time is to learn new things. In fact, you're almost psyched to do so when it is go time and the UCI Division of Continuing Education can help make that happen. There's really never a better time to embrace convenient quality online education. And UCI is not new to online education. For years, they've been providing students with quality online courses. In fact, the UCI Division of Continuing Education has courses and certifications in a wide range of categories, from business and leadership to project management, IT, law, human resources, and over 60 convenient certificates and specialized studies programs on campus and online designed for the working professional. 
And online courses are taught by expert instructors with industry experience. And they offer the flexibility that you need, which is super important, but also a real immersive online classroom experience where you can even collaborate with your peers. You see, online courses are, are a big deal because they allow busy working adults like you to take classes at your own time without having to drive to campus or leave the comfort of your own home. UCI Continuing Education can help you gain the edge in your career or help you launch a business. And there's lots of new businesses starting every single day. They provide you with that flexibility again to stay on top of your game in your current role while also preparing you to level up. I want you to take advantage of what the UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer. There are certificate programs and specialized studies programs available. So enroll now because enrollment is open now for the summer quarter. Courses have already begun. Some of them started as early as June 22nd, but there's still a chance for you to get in there as part of the summer quarter. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about these programs, but you have concerns about cost, well, UCI has scholarship options for those that qualify. So what do you do now? Well, you visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist and then enter the promo code TIMECRAFTING to get 15% off of one course. That's ce.uci.edu slash productivityist. Enter the promo code TIMECRAFTING and get 15% off of one course. Now, this discount is available for almost all of the certificate programs. The exceptions only include coding boot camps, international programs, teacher credentialing programs, and test prep courses. And this offer is only valid until July 31st, 2020 at 11.59 p.m. So don't delay. What are you waiting for? Check out what the UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer you. Visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist, enter that promo code TIMECRAFTING, and get your 15% discount off of one course now. And now let's get back to my conversation with Jill McCabe here on the Productivityist Podcast. All right, I want to shift gears for a second and talk about willpower because mm-hmm. um, I've chatted with Ben Hardy about this before. He wrote Willpower Doesn't Work. I've talked to Nuriel about this, who also says that he has some thoughts on willpower. You can go back and listen to those episodes they're mentioned in the show notes. But I'm a huge fan of the Green Lantern, whose power is derived from willpower. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So I want to get your thoughts on willpower. I know you get into the book, but what... When, when you say who needs willpower, um, yeah. it's both like when I looked at it in the table of contents, I'm like, wait a minute, I need willpower. But there's also like, <laughs> there's, so it's almost like this affront that I was taking, but there's also like, well, who needs willpower? Like, so it could be a, so what do you mean by that? And then let's talk a little bit about whether or not this ring that I wear every single day has any sort of power that I can pull okay. from it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was being a little bit cheeky with that title. It's good to know how that landed. Uh, <laughs> So I know that there's, you know, there's this, there's this dialogue out there. Um, but the thing is, I know that when anyone's working from a place of willpower, now between the conscious and the subconscious, subconscious is running the show, your conscious has limited ability to function in a given day, which means you can take the reins from your subconscious. This, get, this gets quite technical, but sure. for short bursts of time, you can take control. But we don't have the cognitive capacity to sustain it, which means if anyone tells me, right, they're working really hard, I'm like, great, that's, but, but you are underperforming. Because if you're working really hard, you're driving your productivity from 
your conscious brain. And if you're driving your productivity from your conscious brain, you're actually leaving a ton of your ability on the table that you've got this part of your brain that's happy to put your sight, your your ideas, your physical actions towards things that you want without you even trying. Right. <laughs> And so if you're not using that, it's like if you're not using that whole area of your brain to assist you in what you're working on, it's a mistake. So the who needs willpower comes from this. When you begin working on a goal, just like if you want to set a habit, right? If when you begin doing something, sometimes it does take this like, ugh, you know, like this like, ugh, to get yourself going on it. But if you're, if, if it doesn't automatically become something that you automatically are drawn to work on, what I know about you in that situation is that you have not set that goal in your subconscious and you'd be way better off taking some time, and that's chapter uh, seven, Mm -hmm. taking some time to follow the process in chapter seven to transfer your goal into your subconscious brain. Because if you do that, you will just naturally wake up working on it. So when I work with clients, I I might get them beginning using a little bit of willpower, um, but they they always just reprogram themselves. So coming, this actually brings me back to the word unstoppable, Mike, because sure. when you kind of title a book, you know, the secrets behind that are you go to all your work with clients and you see what they write down about having worked with you. And the word unstoppable, like people come into my programs feeling stuck and blocked and not sure how to move forward. And then they leave going unstoppable and finishing the screenplay and starting the business and making money online and the novel's done. And it's like, And the reason they're unstoppable is because they set that goal in their subconscious, they couldn't help but to work on it. They'd actually have to use willpower to stop working on it. And that's when you know a goal is properly set. And so that's why it's like, who needs willpower? Just properly, if you're setting your goals properly, you'll automatically work on them. To me, you know, for the 20 minutes that it takes to do that, and maybe about a week of programming, a couple of weeks of programming, just to be automatically working on the stuff that you care about, feels like a really good investment of time. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing is that people don't realize that taking a bit of time up front, and this is something that I've, I've talked about a long time, even, even in an instance where you have to start taking 20 seconds to wash your hands. And I know I was going to not bring right. up Nessa, that 20 seconds, you can do a lot in that 20 seconds. And it feels yeah. like forever when you first start doing it, but then eventually it just becomes part of what you do. And it doesn't seem to take as long. I know when I do talks, I'll say, let's sit for a minute and do nothing. And it literally feels like the most painful minute because we're so, because <laughs> it's, but time moves, it's, it's relative. And, and, you know, when, when you are thinking about, I want to talk about the, the third phase as we, as we get closer to the, the tail end of things here, but the idea of in the book, you talk about plans for an easier approach. That sounds to mm. anyone who's looking at this going, Oh, I like easy. Um, and again, I think that, that, the two things you talk about is like better roadmaps and preparing for the challenging terrain. I want to talk about the challenging terrain because I think a lot of people, um, when they're setting up a system, they, they want to make sure that they can take care of some of those challenges. So can you give uh, maybe a couple of ideas of how, you know, people can, um, when, when challenges come their way and they will, I mean, that's, that's a given what they can do to get themselves mentally or even systematically prepared for those kind of things. So mentally big, prepared. Big, big for, question, right? Yeah, and I know um, 
so I, I think I'm going to say if you're going to prepare proactively, right, the one thing I would prepare for proactively on any big or important goal, um, anything that's really meaningful, is I talk a lot in the book about your social circumstances because I am very interested in the brain and this part of the brain that's running your life is um, it's got two goals, right? The, the one goal is to keep you safe uh, and the second goal is to help you um, do well. And basically, both of those goals are the same goal. It's more life. It just wants you to keep living. <laughs> and why this matters is because we're naturally inclined towards um, our brains are wired to acclimatize to the people around us. It cannot help that because there was a time where if we weren't allowed in by our social group, we could die, right? <laughs> and that that's like a big deal to this part of the brain. And how this matters in terms of preparing for challenging terrain is your terrain is actually going to be much more challenging if um, if your social network is not really excited for you. So a lot of clients that I work with, you know, they'll, they have one of the reasons they're struggling in their life is because they have naysayers in their life. Right. And it's uncomfortable to talk about this. We don't want to say this, but the, the truth is if you're taking your dreams and your plans and you're talking to people, like whether it's in a work setting, when I used to do, you know, like be in the more corporate setting, um, what you've, you know, you got those people at the table going, this will never work. And it's like, Probably not now, right? Just because you said that. So I would say if you want to really set yourself up to win, really, if, if you're dealing with a big goal, then I, I, I think first and foremost, only talk to people um, who are cheering for you and supportive of you. And secondly, like you're always going to hit road bumps. You know you're going to hit road bumps, right? So the question is, what do you do about it? Um, what you do about it is you, you've got to forgive yourself. You've got to let it go. But most importantly, I want you finding people who have solved the problems that you have solved, that you want to solve and go ask them, what does so many do, right? We go, we go talk to someone who has no clue about what we want to do and they throw some ideas around, or we go to some other people and they say, oh, that's too hard. That's impossible. But you know what? Crazy, amazing, and wonderful things are possible for some, which means they're possible for you if you find the right recipe. So I really say whether it's reading a book from someone who solved a problem you want to solve, or whether it's just reaching out to your network and saying who solved this problem, when you're struggling with someone, just focus on finding someone to talk to who has solved the problem you want to solve and don't necessarily talk to people about it who haven't solved it because they're going to go, yeah, that's hard. And that's not what you need. <laughs> you need someone who's going to go, yeah, it's hard and it's possible. And here's how you do it. Right. Right. And, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, yeah, you, you want affirmation of the fact that you can do it, not affirmation, of the things you already know to be true. Like, Oh, this is hard. They're not going to really help you. You want people who will take help, help you ascend. And that's the kind of stuff you talk about in the fourth area, the phase four of the book, which is practices to speed up attention. So as we get close to wrapping up, I don't yep. want, I mean, the system, I mean, you have to kind of go through this in phases. I mean, when the yes. way you've set up the book, it's not like you can start anywhere and, and, and hope that it works. Essentially that gets back to my initial talk about hacks. It's right. not going to work. Mm -hmm. Um, so sure. let's, let's touch on phase four, uh, you know, some of those, those things that you can do with the full understanding that they come in the fourth phase as opposed to phase one. 
Okay. Well, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, even though we know they come in the fourth phase and that's the most powerful way to use a system, sure. what we'll talk about actually will work, you know, as a standalone. Um, and if we need a bandaid and, until we heal, you know, and understand yep. how to do it, then, then we use one. Um, so I really like something called, uh, the dopamine, I call it the dopamine drip trick, but basically everything that you do at every given moment is, um, the thing that you're currently getting the most dopamine from. Right. So you are wired. Uh, dopamine is a, a neurochemical that feels really good. Your body wants it. A lot of, you know, my clients will say to me, Jill, like, what do you mean? Like, I can't be getting the most dopamine from sitting on my couch and scrolling on, on Facebook. And it's like, well, yeah, you can. Um, you know, apps are designed to uh, deliver dopamine. But as you know, it's sort of a low grade of dopamine. We get it and it doesn't last. So here's, here's the really cool thing that I talk about in how to speed up ascension. So, I mean, we just live in a society and I think we, it's like I've worked with people from, you know, over 30 cultures and I can say of humanity that I've worked with so far, the representatives of, um, that we work, we're, 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 somehow it's like, it's like, oh, I'm not perfect or I didn't do this right. And we're, we're poking holes in all of our failings of the day. And this is the exact wrong way to become more productive and to have more in your life. Um, the exact right way is to notice absolutely everything you did um, and to give yourself credit no matter how small. And I'll, I'll give you an example of someone I'm working with right now. She's building a business with me and she, you know, like I see all the stuff. I see how much they're working. This person's working like crazy, bit of a perfectionist, um, and came to one of the sessions and was like, you know, lamenting about how she wasn't doing enough, and she felt so guilty. And the you know the gardening's getting done, and that this is getting done, and didn't work on the whatever, and. I, I just said, you know, I'd like to invite you to consider that maybe what you needed, and I know you talk about this, Mike, right, is a break yeah. <laughs> so that you can actually come back to it with, um, and that's actually really good for the brain. And I said, so what about when you're gardening? Why don't you tell yourself you are working on the business program with me? Why don't you just tell yourself, like, you know what, I'm letting the idea settle. By giving yourself that little bit of credit for gardening and saying, I'm resting so that I can bring my best to when I work for the program, um, that actually gives a dope of um, a hit of dopamine. It also makes the link between gardening and working on the program, which is meaningful because then uh, she'll get double dopamine for gardening because it will say, oh, I'm working on the program. There's dopamine for that. And then there's dopamine for gardening. And then there will be this freshness that she can come back to the work with. And it completely, like, it completely changed um, her view of those things. So just be, be just, you know, walk around the house. And it's not about being, um, it's not about lying to yourself. It's, it's about, actually, it's like a lot of people will say, oh, I don't want to be delusional, you know, and say that I'm doing things that I'm not. And it's like, well, no, but being overly pessimistic is not actually being realist. Right. It's actually being overly pessimistic. And it's penalizing ourselves every time we do it. We actually move ourselves further away from the life we want. So there's there's nothing to be gained from it. Right. It's interesting because as you were bringing this up, I thought, started thinking about people who want to quit caffeine. They're like, okay, well, they drink coffee. And then I said, well, why not just drink tea instead? And I'm, I struggle with this too. And they're like, well, why? I'm like, you still get the, ca the caffeine, but it's, it's, it's a slow drip as opposed to the big peaks and valleys. And I think right. dopamine is very – like a lot of people will use – like e you mentioned this, apps – 
email, all those are designed to give you quick hits of dopamine. Yeah. But the, but the, you know, the problem is that the, it, it, it comes and goes really quickly. It's like a sugar rush, right. To a degree. Whereas the way you were describing it is that like it, it, it layers and builds and builds to the point where it's like, Oh, this is good. And I think a lot of people associate, um, especially in technology and all like dopamine is bad, right? Like the, getting a dopamine hit like that is bad, which is not true. It's just the way it's positioned. Right. It's a set. It's actually not just not bad. It's yeah. actually essential for, for well-being and joy of life. And, um, to get dopamine, the more you have well-formed goals like that are really well-formed and the more you, um, notice the progress that you're making, no matter how small. Um, and this is like, I mean, there's, there's some great work that actually takes place in organizations that moving towards a goal is actually more motivating than reaching a goal. And it's more motivating because noticing if there's like one thing, you know, okay, so yeah, it's like just noticing every little speck of progress is actually how to get more progress. We get more of absolutely everything we have. Nothing ever comes later. If, if, if you've heard anything that we've talked about today, there's no such thing as anything in your life that you get later. You get more of what you have now. So noticing what you have now and sort of making a big fuss about it um, is just the way to more. It's just like we notice it and then we'll get more of that because then your brain will go, oh, that thing is good. You seem to feel happy when you think about that. Again, it doesn't have concepts. It's just noticing feelings of happiness and joy and it wants you to have that if it knows how to get it for you. And so it will simply just start making more of the things you like happen for you just by noticing them. It, it just it couldn't be more important. Jill, this has been a fantastic conversation. There's lots more that we could dive into, but I'd rather have people dive into the book and then come okay. back to you. <laughs> it's called It's yeah. Go Time, The All-In System for Unstoppable Success in Business and Life. Where can they pick up the book and learn more about you and your work? Well, depending on when you hear this podcast, uh, it was originally self-published and available on Amazon on Kindle. Uh, if you don't have uh, Amazon or Kindle, just get in touch with me at my website and I'll get you a copy. But as soon as I released it, it did so well. I have two publishing options, but at the time of recording this with you, Mike, I don't know which publisher I'm going with and when it's going to be available in stores, but I do invite people just to get like, just and get in touch with me at my website if you want to figure out when it's going to be in stores or just get it on Amazon in the meantime. It's a nice problem to have. I know my friend, yeah. the poet had the same thing where he self-published and all of a sudden it became a bidding war. So that's really, really, that's, that's great. For Yay. You. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was very glad. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Productivities Podcast. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for inviting me.